please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the Vagabond Exchange's 14th podcast. I am Emily, sitting across from the oh-so-sassy William, apparently. <laughs> um, say hi, William. Hello, everyone. We are, of course, coming to you from a dining room in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. In what we now are fondly referring to as autumn. It is autumn. summer is over. Gladly. Really? Yes, I'm very happy about summer being over. I hate muggy, hot summer days. I hate muggy, hot summer days, but I like the feeling of freedom I get when summer hits. What do you mean? I don't know what it is. It's just like a paradigm shift for me, mentally. Really? But like as soon as the calendar flips to June, I'm like, all right, I leave early on Fridays now, and I don't wear shoes. Hmm. So. See, I enjoy wearing sweaters and long sleeves and I enjoy that, too. I feel jackets. I'd have the same mentality if I lived somewhere else where it was not in Muggy. Oh. It's just a, a, some frame of mind. Okay. To me, summer means shortened weeks and patio nights and things like that. That's true. Cold so you beer, would miss I'll, your patio nights if, I you would. Didn't, if you didn't live here? Uh, maybe. You? A little bit? A little bit. But I don't even like muggy patios. Well, I don't like muggy patios, but I like a nice, like, cool... Like, those first couple weeks in June. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure we could get that anywhere. Could we? Anywhere? Texas? Seattle Joe, <laughs> we have a question for you. Seattle Joe is done with you. Are you able to drink on summer nights on patios? Yeah, Joe, what's the temp like in uh, Seattle in the summer? Because we've only been in the fall. Right. And I don't remember there being a night warm enough to... Although we did see people eating outside when we were there. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were some warm days. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking about like San Fran. There were a couple nights where it was warm enough that you could have eaten outside. Right. Especially when we were there in August. Yeah. Let so. us know. Vagabond Exchange listeners, what are your alfresca... Is that alfresca or alfresco? I always get those mixed up. I have up. no idea. What are your outdoor eating options like? Email us. Yes. VagabondExchange at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a Twitter page. I don't know if you want to know. <laughs> well, apparently we're going for it. <laughs> we do have a Twitter page, except I'm afraid to talk about it because I'm afraid nobody will, will follow us, and my linear plunge to existential angst will just further further happen. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. But yes, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter... Um, our Twitter page name is uh, Vagabond Exchange, but there's a twist. It's Vagabond Exchange, no E at the beginning of exchange. So V-A-G-A-B-O-N-D-X-C-H-A-N-G-E. Was Vagabond X Exchange, with an e? only one E. Was it used up or something? No, Vagabond Exchange with two E's was too long. Oh. We were one letter too long. Story oh, of our wow. lives. Yep. So, anyway, weekend's winding down. Mm -hmm. How was your weekend, William? Uh, My weekend was good. What'd you do? Pretty uneventful. Although yesterday, Saturday morning, I did go and play flag football. What color were your flags? uh, I've been wondering that and keep forgetting that. The actual belt was black and the flags were red. Okay. But I haven't done it in a while and apparently the flags that they gave me belonged to like a, you know... Uh, rotund gentleman okay. <laughs> because I had no idea how to tighten it because it kept falling down around my oh, ankles. Okay. So eventually I figured <laughs> it out. Ankles, which would have been a prob- problematic if you'd continued that way. Right. So, But I had a good time good. and, um, you know, got me active. Do people have different colored flags? Because when I played flag football last year, the teams had different colored flags. Ours were yellow. Mm, no, we all had red. How do you tell the people from your team apart? Probably you only did three, yeah, it was on three. three on three, so okay. I kind of knew 
who was on <laughs> the other knew team. The other two people who were on your team, right? And there was some like real old dude, old dude in a folding chair, like off the side <laughs> of the field, and he was just sitting there watching us. Did he have a son or something that played? No, he just came. Well, there's a track that people come and just walk around okay. on the outside of the field. Okay. Um, but he just walked up. I don't know if he brought his own chair, if it was there already, <laughs> but he just sat there and he was watching us. Well, maybe so. he just enjoys it. I mean, maybe he's an old football coach or something. Maybe. When do I get to come watch you? Um, Never. Why? I want to be a cheerleader. Did you let me come watch you when you played flag football? I, I recall asking. I don't asking, think you ever asked. I did. I asked. You did, if, and I wouldn't allow you exactly. to. But you you are a far better athlete than I am. You don't know that. Have you ever? You, well, We should play football and see, and then if you're better than I am, I get to go. What position did you play? I played lots of different positions. I played, <laughs> um, I played several offensive positions. Um, I was afraid to play defense because I wasn't aggressive enough, according to our captain. <laughs> So I was afraid Slash wasn't allowed to play defense. Oh. Um, but I did fairly well in offense. I scored two touchdowns in our whole career. Received them or rushed? Received. Well, I received and then ran with the ball. So what does that mean? That, I caught yeah, the ball and then ran with received. it. Received. Okay. I didn't know if they handed it off to you and you no, ran with nothing it. nothing like that. Okay. I was always on the side, like like one or two people in. Okay. Like on the right. All right. So How many people did you have on your team? Eight. On each team? Yeah. Wow. Is that right? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people are in football. There was always, oh, in real football, there's 11. But We didn't have that many. There was a quarterback, and then the guy that threw the ball to the quarterback under his butt, which is the always center. bizarre to me. The center. And then there were, yeah, there because there were always three and three, and I always stood on the right, like, two spaces in. Now, you had... Um, Co-ed. Yes. Okay. And we had like we had like twelve people on our team total, mm-hmm. but so many. I mean, so often people weren't available or whatever. So we always only had like maybe one or two people that that rotated in and out of the game. Everybody else played the whole time. Cool. Except me. <laughs> I did play a defensive position a couple times, but I'm not like I can sprint. I'm a fairly good sprinter. Mm-hmm. I had to just turned this conversation about me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, so you enjoyed your first football? I did. I had a good time. Team game. What did you do yesterday morning? Um, I zoomed. Mm-hmm. Which you know I enjoy that. Right. Um, now, will you allow me to come and watch you zumba? I might let you come and watch me zumba now. Now that I feel better and confident about it. Mm-hmm. Can I bring an air horn and cheer you on? <laughs> it's that's the thing though. It's not like that. It's like an aerobics class. It'd be like if you went to like a step class and were like watching people step might make people uncomfortable if some dude shows up in our all-female Zumba class and just stands there and watches it. I'll wear like a members-only jacket and dark sunglasses. <laughs> and jean shorts. <laughs> hey, right? ladies. Nothing says uh, creepy dude like jean shorts. Jean shorts, yes. Jorts. Um, Jorts. And then I also went to Target, which we've talked about our mutual addiction to Target. Target yes. So the thing with Target is that it has like all kinds of things you wouldn't expect a store like Target to have. Mm-hmm. And you know that little dollar, those dollar bins that are like, as soon as you walk in the door? Right. I always look through those. And I never buy anything out of those damn bins. And I always look through them it's, as if there's going to be some treasure in there. Well, it's tempting. It anything is tempting. You're like, what What could cheap. be in there that's a dollar? Right. I could walk away with... Actually, I did buy something from there. I remember that time we went to a Target in, um, I think it was Milwaukee or Cleveland... And we went in like May, but they had Fourth of July stuff out. Yeah, and I Cleveland. bought like twenty dollars worth of Fourth of July stuff out of the dollar bin. Yeah, but that Fourth of July stuff was a hit. No? It came in handy. Yes, I know that's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was we were talking, but uh, yeah, Target I always get the wobbly wheel shopping cart at Target. That's right. So that's right. And now that the stores are so huge, you know, I got to go around this, and so I try to go slower. <laughs> so so people just don't go turn clunk, around. Clunk. Clunk, clunk. I just and then I it. just sped it up. Clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> then I started putting all the heavy stuff in the front of the cart so to it would kind of weigh it down. So by the end, I didn't care. I just wanted to. That's get what out of I did there. too. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I don't. I'm not at, at Target to impress anybody. <laughs> Look how speedy my basket is, folks. Yeah. My cart. What do you call it? I call it a cart. 
That's what I call it, a cart, because you have a basket that you can carry. Right. But when I first moved here, um, I heard a lot of people refer to them as buggies. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a... It's old-timey. Yes, it is. I think my grandma calls it a buggy, too. Rem- Get a buggy. Remember the time <laughs> that uh, I told you about the time I was at Target, and there were these two li- little girls, and they were both like three or four years old, <laughs> and they were with their moms. And one little girl goes like, Megan, and the other girl goes like, Emily, what are you doing here? <laughs> As if they'd, like, driven to Target themselves or right. something. I thought that was very cute. That is very cute. Typically, little kids in stores annoy me, but that's kind of a cute situation. Right. Well, they're annoying when they're, like, shouting and knocking yeah. crap off the shelves. Well, and, like, um, you know how grocery stores now have, like, the little cart basket thing for little kids to push? Right. Well, I was at, um, I don't remember. It was either Harris Teeter or, or Publix. And I, there was this man who was there with his three little kids, and all of them had their own little shopping baskets. And they would like, they were like crazy with those things. And the one girl just had like a little baby doll in it, and she's just like running it up and down the aisles at an ultra fast speed. No. Please just put them. Like I remember being a little kid, and literally we had like there was a talk in the car about like if you weren't on your best behavior you would have all privileges cut off for the next 10 years. Like, there'd be no television, no food, no water. Like, that kind of a threat. And then once we were in the grocery store, because my mom had three kids, me being one of them, my youngest brother went in the little basket, and then my middle brother and I stood on the little rail thing on the bottom of the the cart Mm -hmm. and held on to the edge of it. And we had to stand that way. Like, we could only get off if she stopped, and you could not touch anything. Wow. Look with your eyes, not with your hands. That was the rule. <laughs> She's like a Nazi. She was thing. a Nazi, which I understand why, because we were kind of... Badass kids. Yeah, we were. We were always like, Mom, can we get this and this and this and this and this? See, I was an only child. Yes. And plus, my mom put the fear of God in me. So right. we'd be out somewhere. If I wandered just five feet, my mom, she'd just go, William. And I just like, <laughs> just start crying. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because you do that now. I do do that. William. Thanks for br- <laughs> thanks See? for bringing that up. It's like Pavlovian. Yep. Anybody got them mothers that would hit you with a shoe? I had a mother that would throw a shoe at you at the drop of a dime. My mother would like Clint Eastwood with a shoe. You be in a supermarket and shit and be grabbing cereal off the counter going, Ma, can we get this? She'll say, Ch-ch-ch-. I get that. So that was our Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and then around lunchtime, we met up and saw Whip It. Whip It. Whip It. We're seeing a lot of t- movies. We the have, Informant. I can't and think of it. any others right now. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. No. All right. Your mom. Um, so we met up and saw Whip It, which is uh, Drew Barrymore's directorial debut mm-hmm. um she also stars in it along with ellen page Kristen wieg marcia gay harden daniel, daniel stern, stern juliette lewis jimmy fallon jimmy fallon eve mm-hmm. um that's all i can think of right now yeah and basically it's a story of a kind of a coming of age film about ellen page's character whose name is bliss but her roller derby name ends up as babe ruthless mm-hmm. And she joins the roller derby, um, actually in Austin. Part of the story takes place in Austin, Texas, and part of it is in her little hometown, hometown of Bodine. Bodine. And she um, works at the Oink Joint? What's yeah, the name the of the Oink, Oink Joint? Joint. Yeah. It's the barbecue place. Right. Um, and she it kind of it sort of opened and closed on this relationship with her mother, where um, her mom's kind of this former pageant queen, and she subsequently gotten bliss and her younger sister involved in all these pageants and really wants them to be very dignified lovely texas debutante pageant girls and bliss rejects that and joins the roller derby right and hilarity ensues yes and she finds kind of finds herself in her it empowers her in a way right where she wasn't getting that with the pageants she was just kind of going along with you know going with the flow but you could tell that she was like stifled right and then she joins this roller derby and her real self kind of comes out yes so So what did you think 
Um, overall, I think it, it was a good film. Directed well. Drew Barrymore did a great job. Right. And the acting is good. Ellen Page, Marsha Gay Harden are both very good actresses. Um, but I do think it was kind of rife with cliches. I've seen this kind of movie a lot of times before. Yeah. Although I will say that usually when I see these kinds of movies, it's uh, the male role. It's a male kind of driven film where you have a dad that used to be, you know, like an athlete or whatever, mm-hmm. and he wants his son to follow in his footsteps, and his son is kind of rejecting him and that whole idea. He wants to do his own thing. Right. And you usually don't see that uh, with women and their relationships to one another. And you usually don't see a, a film where it's starring so many women unless it's some kind of sappy, still magnolia ensemble <laughs> film. So yes. I will give it that, and yes. that it was... These were all very strong women, strong-willed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think strong women in that they were, um, that they had had made decisions and that they were okay with their decisions. They could accept criticism. They admitted to maybe not knowing how to do everything right or perfectly, but that they just kind of owned who they were. Right. And they weren't these like high-powered business executives who had men under their high heels, and they weren't like, you know badass volleyball players or something that right. you know broke through the glass ceiling like they were just women having a good time and you know and had lives as well but they weren't really backstabbing winches either exactly. like you kind of get a, a a look at uh, ellen page's character's high school and it's the typical girl right kind of a cattiness yeah that you don't really see with the there's just a lot more of a camaraderie between right. these women, even between the rivals, right? There's a certain res- respect there between them, even if they don't like each other, they respect one another. And they always stood up for each other. That's what I liked. You could tell even when they didn't want to stand up for one another, they did, right? And that was cool. And forgave each other, and didn't hold grudges, and didn't appear to whisper behind each other's backs, right? Which is admirable because you don't see that and pretty they, much anywhere at right. all, ever. But they were also yeah, and they were also kept each other in check. There's a certain amount of criticism where criticism was due. There's a certain scene with Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. where she kind of sets Ellen Page straight because Ellen Page is kind of this young, kind of disgruntled, right. my mom is always against me or whatever. And this woman, I'm getting to the age now where I can, I feel like a lot of times I re- relate more to the parents than right. I do these 17 and 18 year olds. Right. So I appreciated this scene with Christine Wig where she kind of, you know, plays the, the, the role of the uh, sort of the nurturer, not right, even the mom, the ma- but just yeah. like the maternal, right? Advice giver. Yeah. So um, it did make me think of them, and I forget the name of the Nashville roller derby. But there's we have a roller derby yeah. here. You have a crush on one of their team members. Yeah, right? Rambo Sambo, <laughs> which is Sambo. extremely sexy and rough and tough, <laughs> and I could she would rip me apart, but I would just love to. I don't know. Canoodle? Yeah. Uh-huh. She's very hot. and uh, But I I enjoy watching that sport because these women just, it's, it's like they're indestructible when they're out there in the ring and just right. fighting each other. And it's very rough and tough. It's not as organized as like football or stuff no. like that. You're just out there like, you know, by the skin of your teeth. I, I couldn't do it. Maybe that's why. Because all I can think of is getting my teeth knocked out yeah. or getting a concussion. So yeah, that's yeah. what I think of too. Breaking Bam. breaking limbs. Right. I liked it as well. I also liked the mother daughter connections that they made in that movie. And I know that you said some of it was kind of predictable, but I don't think coming of age films ever get well unless they're you know so overly done that it just is a big cheese fest. But I didn't think this one was annoying or. Um, that it was a story that you're just like, oh, okay, here we go again. Like, yeah, it was a coming of age story, but it it was a good coming of age story. Okay, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you didn't share my sentiment. I didn't say okay, here we go again, but I could see okay. It was formulated. We're going absolutely. here, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This isn't going to happen next, and yeah. But I but was I, okay with it. But you know, it's like a ride you've taken before. But if it's done well, you enjoy the ride. Right. So right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, this is the, we're now coming to the part of our segment where we rate um, 
movies against the rating provided on the Internet Movie Database or imdb.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so, William, what, what rating would you give this movie? I would give this movie a 6.5. I would give it a 7.8. And it receives a 7.6. Very good. So very the close. suspense was killing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are we going to see next week? Because there's a lot of stuff. Uh, well, I think we're going to see Zombieland sometime yes, this week. We are, yes, this week. Because right. I'm going away next weekend. Right. So, uh, but there are a couple of, I know we were talking about the invention of lying. Mm-hmm. And then uh, capitalism, capitalism, a serious man is coming out. Yes. There's something that's coming out, like, on Friday, too, that I thought we talked about seeing, but I could be wrong. Um, so, yeah, look forward to William and Emily's fall movie reviews. I'm so excited because this is the fun time of the year to watch movies. Right. Um, so where the wild well, things are, does that come out next like, Friday? Uh, could be. So there we go. And The Stepfather, kind of a guilty pleasure. Yes, we I do may go see, see that. Yep. I do. So, so keep an eye out for that, Vagabond Exchange listeners. And, of course, if there's a movie that you have seen that you'd like to hear what we think about it or um, like us to rank, you can send us an email at vagabondexchange at gmail.com. All right. And do you see here that Susan Sarandon's birthday is today? 63. Wow, she looks great. Yeah. And I don't. she doesn't look like something that's had work done. No. You know? So... Happy birthday, Susan. Getting it done. That's right. Yep. We're delighted to have you with us, and we extend a cordial welcome to you. We've lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on our giant screen with the new colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading about. Now it's showtime, folks. And you can be sure it's the best show in town. Your continued patronage is very, very welcome. Oh, how about my tigers? Ah, yes, we are dun, coming. Dun, dun. We are coming into Major League Baseball playoff postseason time. That's right. It's actually, one of the best times of the year. Yes, sports wise. And so, uh, right now, we definitely have the Philadelphia Phillies, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Colorado Rockies, the New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Angels. Right. And. Uh, the Boston Red Sox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Boy. two teams at this point uh, that we were waiting on, which are the D- Detroit Tigers and the Minnesota Twins. Yes. And because they both ended their season with uh, equal records. They will play each other. Yes. They on will play Tuesday. each other on Tuesday night. In a final game showdown. That's right. And Emily and I will be watching. Yes. Cheering on her Detroit Tigers. Because ultimately, I think we're both hoping for a Phillies-Tigers rivalry at some point. Because you supposedly like the Phillies, <laughs> and we all know that I love and adore the Tigers. Right. I like the Phillies. But I grew up going to Tigers right. games. Right. That's the difference, is that I think I have a, a right to waver a little bit, right. because I don't really have a hometown team. I just like giving you grief about it, because you get right. angsty. But the Tigers, I hate to tell you this, look, if they make it past <laughs> the Red Sox and the Yankees... Don't say I hate to tell you this. If and the then, Phillies don't make it on the National League side and mm-hmm. the Tigers do, I'm all about the Tigers. Okay. No matter who's on the National League Well, I'm not side. expecting you to cheer for the Tigers. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I just want don't there think to be a rivalry. I don't think they are either. Actually, I'm holding out hope because I just want them to have a little shred of happiness. Plus, well, I like they, it for Detroit. I like it for Michigan. I like. I like that. Yeah. Not that they would play the World Series in Michigan, but still, you know. Well, they will if they... Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. But They'd if they play do, some of it. Right. They win their division. That would be nice. That would be nice. So, let's go Tigers. Go Tigers. And the same for Philly. I mean, Philly's having a little bit of a rough stretch, yeah. too, the city, so... Yeah. But, bring, I, I mean, they, some, they won last year, so... Yeah. If the Tigers... It's their turn. Hey. I just want them to beat the Yankees. Well, the Yankees have to play. Who are they playing for? Oh, the Tigers. Yeah, if they play the Tigers. So make it. they could very easily be eliminated after this. Right. Not very easily, guys. Just kidding. Because I'm sure Justin Verlander listens to this. Yes, he does. Moglio. The Twins win it 6 5. Detroit looking like they had it late, late in the season, late in this game, eliminated. 
So that's that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also watched uh, Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. which um, starred the host was Ryan Reynolds, the adorable, luscious Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and uh, Lady Gaga was a musical guest. Is there anything you want to talk about before I talk about Lady Gaga? No. So Lady Gaga. Really, Lady Gaga? I wish that we had a ne- like similar to SNLs. Remember when Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers used really? to do the really yeah. segment? I wish we had that on the Vagabond Exchange, but I don't want to steal anybody's genius. But really, Lady Gaga, really? And what really bothered her- me about her performance on SNL is that she is pretty talented. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got a pretty good voice, and she plays the piano. Right. But she chooses to, like, dress like a, a crazy person, and I think it lo- she loses, like... She loses she doesn't that need, cred. Yeah. You know? She, she doesn't need the gimmickry or gimmicky stuff. No. To, because she's talented enough to, you know, that she doesn't need that stuff as a distraction. Basically, right. she's sitting on stage with these, like, Saturn rings around her. Which metal she was rings. having trouble navigating because she started standing. She started the performance standing up. Right. With this huge, like, metal attachment to have these giant, like, yeah, Saturn rings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we didn't talk about this, but during the Video Music Awards, we were gonna, we Tied. were like, "What's up with these outfits that yeah. she's wearing?" It, it's really more of a distraction than anything else. Because when I finally, and I'm not a big Lady Gaga fan, right? But no, when no. I heard her sing, I mean, she's a good singer, and it even wakes when you she, up a little bit, yeah. yeah. And even when she was in the skits, you know, she's funny, she's yeah. talented. So it's just unfortunate, and it's like. Going back to what we talked about with Whip It and sort of the theme of, like, supporting and embracing each other, right. it just seems like another, like, women who don't really know what they're doing, trying to get attention. And maybe I'm, I'm totally judging her, I'll admit to that, but it just, it makes me sad. Like, just go out there with your beautiful self and your beautiful voice and do it. Right. Yeah, I agree. I appreciate you a lot more if I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, hiding behind a bird's nest mask or the orbiting the sun you know <laughs> yep so anyway that's my little tangent about lady gaga lady gaga you see if i was a guy and i was sitting here with a cigarette in my hand grabbing my crotch and talking about how i make music because i love fast cars and fucking girls you'd call me a rock star but when i do it in my music and in my videos because i'm a female because i make pop music you are judgmental, and you say that it is uh, um, distracting. I'm just a rock star. So yeah, lots of lots of big news stories this this week slash month. Yeah, right. What uh, I guess we should start out. Well, there's actually a couple, and they're kind of related in the, in a way. But do you want to start out with the uh, Roman Polanski? So apparently, Roman Polanski got um, arrested in Switzerland. And who is Roman Polanski? Roman Polanski, the Academy Award-winning and nominated director, who's directed a lot of great films, uh, The Pianist, Rosemary's Baby, Knife in the Water, Chinatown. You know how many of those I've seen? Zero. None. I've seen all of them, and (laughs) I'm not a big fan of Rosemary's Baby, but the other three are all great films. So, great director, great artist. He... he, uh, his parents were killed during um, Nazi, yeah, during the Holocaust, um, and so his wife was actually killed uh, during Charles Manson's kind of. His followers went in and murdered um, his wife, and he had an eight month. His wife was eight pregnant. months pregnant. So, and then during the a little a couple of years after that, he had he was doing a photo shoot with a third year old girl Mm -hmm. and he at Jack Nicholson's house Jack Nicholson wasn't home at the time but he gave her champagne quaaludes and then he ended up um, sexually assaulting her right uh, having intercourse with her sodomizing her and he ended up getting arrested for it right and uh, I guess he pled to the less there was like nine or nine or twelve counts against him, ranging from the most egregious to like um, I think it was like intercourse with a minor right. was the lowest, which is the one he pled guilty to, right, as part of a plea bargain, right. Which we should say that we actually watched 
the documentary. There was a documentary that was done last year before all of this kind of circled back through the news. Right. That we watched um, yesterday. Um, and it just kind of walks through. It really, it really gives you a like step by step reenactment of what happened from the time that she, this this girl, made the accusation to the time that he um, he left the country. Right, and it was actually pretty enlightening because I had before watching the documentary, I had an idea, or I kind of thought I knew what had happened, and. Uh, so I was judging the whole case based on that. And what did you think had happened? I thought he had... What I had read in the news was basically him kind of giving the girl champagne and drugs right. and then raping her. Right. I didn't know. And then just leaving the country. That's what I, I thought, too. I thought, like... I didn't, I didn't think he'd gone to trial. I thought he had raped her. He'd been accused of it and then, like, was out on bail or something. And, and fled the country. Right. The documentary is called Roman Polanski Wanted and Desired. So yes. if you wanted more in-depth knowledge into the, the whole case, you may want to rent this. Because it also they interview the actual, the woman that was, uh, she's a woman now, right. that was raped. Right. But um, they interview the, the, the lawyers, district attorney, the her prosecutor, attorney. Yeah, prosecutors, yeah. The, the close friends and family, um, all kinds of. All kinds of people close to the case. So right. It was interesting. I think the, the most enlightening thing about the case, because basically what, what happens is um, the judge in the case says, I believe that he's going to give put Polanski into uh, psychological. Like a psychological diagnostic testing facility within a prison right, in California. For 90 days. Right. And then he was the sentence when the sentencing came. He was going to give him probation, probation right? There was right. not going to be any jail time. Right. Apparently, uh, Polanski got time to go back and do a movie um, in Europe. Right. And during this time, some photographs came out where he was with, uh, I guess it looked like underage women or younger women. Young women. He was at um, Germany's Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest, which is just a big beer drinking party. And he's... And he's the picture of him is sitting in between two women. But it, he doesn't appear to be... You know, looking to mate with them, but it, it's it was an unfortunate picture for him, and right. that it looks very like he's flaunting his yeah freedom. And so the judge and the judge's name is uh, Rittenband. Is it yes. Lawrence Lawrence J. Rittenband? Yes. Sees this and uh, feels like he's kind of getting the finger from Polanski. Which like to go back, this judge apparently liked these high-profile celebrity cases. Right. The documentary, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but it mentions several other cases that he presides over. Right. Um, the divorce case, I think, for uh, or the custody case for Marlon Brando. Yes, yes. And, and there, there was a divorce case, too. Right. I just don't remember who it was for. Right. Um, but he, he, um, he sort of likes these kinds of cases. It talks about him keeping a scrapbook of the times that he's in the news. He was a big country clubber, um, and he always seemed to kind of want to protect the celebrity more than seek justice. At least that's the picture that was portrayed to him by court clerks and the attorneys on this case. And he had kind of coached them um, on what they were to say and what he was going to say before the sentencing was announced. So it was a little shady. Right. Um, This judge didn't seem to be on the up and up and actually eventually ends up having the case removed from him because he gets in trouble for, there's like a, a motion that's filed against him right. for sort of misrepresenting what happens. But the media gets wind of these pictures, I guess, these photographs of Polanski in Europe. Right. And then the judge feels like, you know, the media is going to see him as going to, he's going to be too lightweight in the, the sentencing of Polanski. Right. And th- at this point, I guess he kind of reneges on his deal and that he wants to give him hard time, send him to prison. Yes. And it is at this point that Polanski skips town. Yeah. Because who wouldn't, actually? Well, yeah, I mean, and not only that, but Polanski is European. Um, he sounds European. I guess this kind of sounds... Polish. Yeah, he, but he has that sort of look of a European gentleman. He's kind of small-statured. He He's almost... I don't want to say effeminate, but flamboyant to the point where you can tell he's an artist. You know, he's not a man's man, I guess you could say. And so I imagine, and it, there was also the fear because he was 
So uh, he would be seen as a pedophile by right, f- the prisoners. Right, a child molester, right. essentially. That he would be either murdered or severely... Which is a legitimate fear. Right, yeah. exactly. And not only that, but he was kind of promi- He uh, uh, The plea bargain that was worked out was that he would plea to this larger, to this lesser charge, and that he would get a probationary sentence. That was right. kind of the agreement. And then when the judge sort of got egg on his face by trying to keep himself in the middle of this whole story, that he got mad and and threatened to send him to prison. Right. And what I, the other thing I didn't know was that the, the when the case was reassigned to this other judge, that judge said... If he came back to America, they wouldn't make him serve any additional time. Right. So I guess I'd, I'm confused as to why his capture is such a big deal. So they can bring him back I think here? one is because he's been eluding capture for 30 years now. Yeah, I get that part. I understand. And, um, uh, you know, the other thing is, well, one thing is why, because apparently he owns a home in Switzerland. Right. He's there all the time. So why did they decide to arrest him now? That's what I don't get. It sounds like they could have, he's living freely. It's not like he's been locked up in his house every day and doesn't come out. He was going to an award show. Right. I didn't, I'm surely he's eating, you know, dinner at restaurants or something. <laughs> something. It sounded a little suspect to me. Right. No pun intended. And then you have all these Hollywood stars that are coming out now and just like, you know, you need to let him free or right. whatever. I honestly think that in a situation like this, you don't say anything. Just let... Because the thing is, he did commit a crime. Right. And during that time, he should have gotten a harder you right. know, sentence than he got. Right. So do I think uh, he was justified in running? Yes. Just because I think that this judge was going to screw him. I don't think there's ever any justification for shirking out on your responsibilities. Thing one. Um, well, what if someone kind of... But the thing of it is, is that he did it. So he should have been willing to accept whatever punishment came for... Uh, he, he he might not have gotten probation as part of that p- plea bargain. He might have gotten a year in, in prison. And that was kind of what the judge was, was waffling back and forth on. Do I give him, you know, 90 days in jail? Do I give him prison time? Do I give... Is this a probation issue, etc.? So, I mean, I, I guess I feel like he got... He got a lot of things handed to him. I agree. In the beginning, and I, I don't. Th- I mean, I think even when the tables were returned, it's it's never appropriate to. I I'm not. And not saying- only that, but I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, sort of leaving your life behind. What kind of life could he truly have led? He's got a wife and kids now, and now their father's been ripped away from them again i I don't know i just i think he kind of yeah but his kids well i don't know how old his kids are but i think there's he's been married for 19 years or 20 years now Mm -hmm. they're probably grown-ups and yeah they probably knew that this was kind of always there i'm sure they were aware that this could possibly happen one day right um but when i see that justice is supposed to be meted out even if it's meted out unfairly and then you know, they kind of renege on that to try to take it back and say, okay, well, you know, instead we we actually are going to give you a hard time. It's hard for me to say that if I weren't in the same position, I wouldn't feel like well, I was I don't screwed think, over. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. I mean, I don't think anybody, I, I don't blame, I mean, blame is a not the right word I'm looking for. I understand why he ran. I get that. Because right. he probably would have died or, or not, you know. Would have had other orifices now that he didn't have before. But I just think that, I don't know. I guess I just feel like you're a grown man. You raped somebody. <laughs> I don't really feel that sorry for you. I don't, f- well, no, I, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Right. But I, I do have to say this. Yes, he raped somebody. I think he should have done a hard time. I don't care. He should have been given a chance to go back to Europe to finish whatever film, whatever. He right. never should have gotten a 90 days no, I don't think. An and I think that time. I think that judge should have gone to prison for the same. Well, that's the, the thing. thing. Yeah. I think the, the judge was negligent in this whole thing, right? And we wouldn't be talking about it now if he had done the right thing right up front, exactly. And you know, this is touchy, but I also kind of wonder about the the, the girl's mom because I'm pretty sure the girl's mom knew if this girl has done drugs before and she's been in sexual, you know, situations mm-hmm. before, and I kind of wonder if the mom knew what where she was sending i mean if you were a mom, oh yeah i mean i know i think that 
I don't think that um, – I think there were a lot of guilty parties here aside from Roman Polanski. Right. I think there were a lot of people that were looking for fame. The, this girl's mom was one of them. And, I mean, I think the girl admits. She's like, yeah, I was a model. I wanted – Roman Polanski is going to take my picture. Right. Uh, she would. She basically says, I would have pretty much done anything, you know, gone anywhere he would have asked me to go. And I right. can't – I mean, if – I don't know, if some, like – amazing producer if martin scorsese called you tomorrow and told you to come out, meet him at some remote place you'd probably do it you know what i mean uh i wouldn't you do wouldn't it knowing that he scorsese. was if i knew that he was planning on bending me over but like do you the think the girl table. knew that if she had been in this type of situation before i think she may have been aware I, I didn't and feel I like think, I definitely she, think the mom was probably aware that I think something the mom was going to go too. down. I, I, well, I don't think that she knew something was going to go down. I think that she threw caution to the wind. I don't think that she necessarily knew it would go one way or the other. Okay. Or, that, I, or that it would have been that severe. All right. We're both, I, I think Roman Polanski had a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He had. Um, a pattern? Well, not not a pattern, but. He he was known to be a womanizer. He was known to to like young women. Right. It kind of it seems to me that you put two and two together, and you don't send your daughter off alone. To well, yeah, that's I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think the mom was a total. I think she kind of pimped her out a little bit. Right. Yes. But I don't think that. I don't think that excuses anything, and I don't think that the girl was to blame for that. No, I don't think the the girl was to blame for that, but I just think that we wouldn't be having this conversation if other parties outside of Roman Polanski had been more mm-hmm. responsible. Mm-hmm. So, But it'll be interesting to see what happens now, yeah. because I don't know if they can actually get away with just letting it go. Yeah, I know. Because there are a lot of angry people out there yeah. now. Well, and especially, I, I feel really bad for this girl, I mean, for this woman, because it said, uh, the end of the documentary said that she had publicly forgiven him in 1997, and they settled like a civil suit. Which I so read that he hasn't even paid, paid all of yet. But Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But she's married now, got three kids. Yeah, so. I'm sure that she just wants to move on from all of this. And to like dredge her name back up through. You don't but think she, she wants to move on? Well, if she really wanted to move on, would she, she be doing this documentary? Been. You're right. You're right. So I don't know. But she, even in the documentary, she didn't seem... She didn't seem bitter towards him, and she didn't seem... She really just came out and said, this is what happened. Like, don't blame my mom. That was the only thing where she really got up, seemed to get upset was that people had blamed her mom. Right. And I didn't, I didn't see her being ugly towards him. She never called him a rapist, or she really just seemed kind of like, yeah, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like she'd kind of made peace with it. Yeah. So. Well. He asked me to, like, change and change in front of him and stuff. It didn't feel right. I didn't, at that time, have that, like, self-confidence to tell my, you know, my mother and everyone, no, I'm not going to go. I had a hard time to uh, persuade myself that it was wrong because I don't think anybody was hurt. Later on, I realized, you know, it's just, you know, I was too close to the forest to see the trees. So anyway... uh in the same vein as the whole Polanski thing. Yes. Also this week, uh, it came out that a, and I forget his name, a producer that used to be on uh, David Letterman's show. Oh, yeah. Hillenbrand? Does that sound right? That was the name of the judge in the Polanski case. No, that was written band. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just making things up now? No. Well, I have the article here. So, Halderman. Okay. Halderman. So, so this uh, guy named uh, Robert... Jay Halderman, who used to be Joe, right? Joe Halderman, yeah, used to be a producer on, um, used to work on the the Late Show. Also did some episodes of Forty Eight Hours. Pretty prominent guy. Uh, He, well, his little backstory is that he was going through a divorce, or he had. He's actually paying alimony now. He's right. gone through two divorces. Right. His alimony is close to seven thousand dollars a month, I think. His wife uh, just moved his kids to Colorado. His girlfriend just broke up with him right. uh, a couple the, of weeks ago. The one ago. that he has a, a son with, right? I don't or think he has a, a son with it. Well, this this particular girlfriend used to be a staffer okay. on the Late Show. She used to date. 
David Letterman. Okay. And she started dating this guy, and she left him a couple of weeks ago. So he goes to David Letterman and says, um, you know, I've known, I know you've done some pretty cruddy things or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm going to enlighten the whole world about it unless you give me $2 million. Right. And David Letterman pretends to give him the money. He goes to cash the check. He gets arrested. So, uh, and I guess the only thing I can tell that he was going to say, the terrible things that Letterman has done, Mm -hmm. is had, you know, affairs with people on his staff, women on his staff, all who appear to be, it all appears to be consensual. Right. And none of them were underage. Right. And not, it didn't appear to happen during times when Letterman was with anybody else either. It was just... No. And that might that might not be true, but the one the time frame that I read, it didn't sound like he'd done anything. I mean, well, it's all scandalous, but. right? Well, he's had a long time relationship with a woman for about twenty years, and this is a woman that he just married in March, oh, okay. and they had their son together. Okay, um, but I thought so that had been on again, off again. I didn't that, think that could be true. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like he's a married guy going around sleeping with his interns and or whatever, and saying, you know. If you want to keep your job, right? You'll do such and such, right? So, to be completely honest, I almost feel like this. Besides the extortion part, yeah, I almost feel like this is a non-story. That's what I, I feel like it's being made into a bigger deal than what it really is, right? I mean, if he, I mean, you know, Letterman's kind of a douchebag. Like, I love David Letterman, but he's a jackass. Like, he makes fun of, you know, he, he makes jokes at other people's expense. He's a late-night talk show host. Like, right. by definition, you're a jackass. So I guess I'm just kind of like, okay. I, I wouldn't, I would never cross him. I mean, if I was this Joe guy, there's no way I'd go to David Letterman and be like, I know something you don't know. Right. You know, I'd like. Well, what made him think that, you know, David Letterman would would, well. co- would want to cover up, you know, his sex life that right. isn't like scandalous, scandalous in any real kind of way? Well, it sounds like this guy got pretty desperate. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, the woman that used to date David Letterman. It's breaking up with you. <laughs> right. And so apparently he's got like pages from a diary and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the media is saying, you know, David, look at the hypocrisy here. He's going after all these politicians or whatever. Right. And I'm thinking it's nothing. It's not the same at all. No. Because if you think of like Elliot Spitzer, Mark, the guy, Mark Sanford, I guess, in South yeah. Carolina. John Edward. John Edwards. Uh, John Ensign in Nevada. All these guys are married, first of all. Right. Second of all, oh, and also most of them have have ascribed or have purported to live to this certain moral code. Yeah, John Ensign in Nevada, it belongs to this uh, father something, the Christian yeah. thing. Yeah, and John Edwards is, I mean, John Edwards was a churchy McChurch. He ran on that Christian platform for who knows how long. Right, and so, Elliot Spitzer's going after, you know. Prostitution, right. the very thing that he used to get his kicks. Right. Yeah. So, and then on top of that, a lot of these politicians like Spitzer and Edwards and Ensign, you're also investigating to see if to help fund these affairs or whatever and to mm-hmm. pay off these people if they've actually used right. taxpayer money. Right. And this Letterman, this is just this is him not dating even coworkers close. Right. To me, that's this is this is all it is is dating coworkers. Right. So people are saying, you know, is his, are his ratings going to go down or how is they this going to affect the bit. show? I, but I, I think it'll have more to do with Conan than him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love Actually, David Letterman. I do too. And Conan's not doing well at all. Oh, really? Yeah. So he and uh, Jay Leno, both their shows are kind of not on the downward. And I don't like that since this show. happened, Letterman's ratings have gone really? up even further. Yeah. He's funny. Um, so basically, I mean, aside from being a jackass, like he's, I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, he cheated on his girlfriend or his wife. Right. Well, obviously. he ended the affair or whatever with the girlfriend uh, before he got married. married so, so as far as I know, this all happened before he even got married. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize he'd been with that woman for so long. I thought that was a fairly recent development. No, so, no. I mean, shame on him for doing that. That's shitty. But, yeah. but I don't think there's I don't think there's a scandal here. No, I don't either. So. Especially when you think, and I know we're kind of we're touchy on talking politics, but the fact that uh, John Edwards apparently his wife Elizabeth Edwards yeah. has found out recently that he may have had other affairs, affairs. and so she's saying if that's true, she's going to leave him and take all his money. 
and uh, <laughs> well, good for her. So yeah, it's it's getting very interesting with that whole thing because the guy that took the fall as far as saying that the baby was his mm-hmm. is now coming out with this book. It's kind of a tell-all book, and yeah. painting Edwards is not that nice of a guy. And well, Ed- how can Edwards, you be that nice of a guy if you're? Well, that's the thing, and that's another thing. Well, first of all, Edwards is telling this woman, you know, I'm going to. Take once care. once my wife dies, I'll marry you. Yeah. And Dave, uh, Dave, who's the singer? Dave Matthews will oh. be at our wedding. He'll play. So he's got like what this was all up planned with that? out. I yeah. didn't get that part. Dave, right. Why Dave Matthews? Right. So, ro- <laughs> so romantic. Big, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, there was something else that the guy said. Um, oh, I can't remember. But he And he was going to pay this woman, like, I think $100,000 to keep her quiet. Yeah. You don't know where this money is coming from. This guy is basically willing to completely destroy the Democratic Party. Right. To, Can you imagine if he would have gotten the Democratic nomination? Or if Obama had actually picked him to be VP. His running mate? I'm sure he was thinking of that. Oh, oh yeah. It just... it And... and he was so squeaky clean. Right. That's what's so disappointing. He yeah. wasn't like a Kennedy. I mean, he's like this Southern Christian Democrat that... Standing up for the poor and underprivileged. and So disheartening. Yeah. So to have that kind of narcissism... Mm-hmm. David Letterman's not going to bring anybody down except maybe David Letterman. Right. And David Letterman admits to the fact that he's a douchebag. Like, he's openly said, like, yeah, I'm pretty much a jackass, but... Right. But to take, you know, the country in your hands like that. Almost right. the same as what Bill Clinton did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, just, you know, whatever. This is all about me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to... It's not hard at all. I can't respect that. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. yeah. My wife, Regina, uh, she has been horribly hurt uh, by my behavior. If you hurt a person and it's your responsibility, you try to fix it. And at that point, there's only two things that can happen. Either you're going to make some progress and get it fixed, or you're going to fall short and perhaps not get it fixed. So let me tell you, folks, I got my work cut out for me. Lots of uh, dirty news stories this week. I know. Why are people so into... Why do sex scandals just kind of... I don't know. It's like this whole don't ask, don't tell thing is coming back up also. Yeah, which I don't... Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, in keeping along those lines... Yeah. Um, we found a little article um, put out by a... Is that just an online like news site in the UK? Daily I think Mail? it's an I've actual newspaper. But basically, um, they did a survey of sorts and... Um, questioned a lot of sort of uh, worldly women who travel from country to country and had them rate the world's worst and best lovers by country. I think I'll just go ahead and dig right in. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, don't go to Germany. Apparently that's where not only the worst lovers, but also the smelliest lovers reside. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Are Germans notorious for not showering? See, I would, and it's a stereotype. Yeah. A stereotype, but I would think that would be France. Wouldn't yes, you? me too. Yeah. Like, the, like the smelliness. But France is actually number four on the world's best lover list. Mm-hmm. And the top five best lovers, Spain, Brazil, Italy, France, and Ireland. Right. Um, which I'm not surprised by like Spain, Brazil, and Italy. Because you get that sort of like South American slash Mediterranean Don Juan stereotype there. So, yeah. So if you plan on uh, being in the Rio... Olympics in 2016 <laughs> to right. spring plenty of condoms because you're going right. to have a lot of fun. That's right. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, um, you may want to avoid England, Sweden, Holland, and America. America receiving number five worst lovers in the world. Um, and I'd like to say that this is men that have been ranked. Not The, the survey was not done on women. Right. It was Which done by they, women. They should do. They should. Mm-hmm. Probably just be a, a whole series of number ones for the best. <laughs> Um, also, capping out the top ten for worst is Greece, which surprised me. I thought Greece would be over there. Too lovey-dovey. Does that mean that they're too... Uh... I don't know how you can be too lovey-dovey. Uh, Wales? <laughs> what? Um, Scotland? Too loud. I like that. Maybe they, <laughs> oh. play, the, they play the bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> they're all sleeping with uh, Austin Power. Oh, no, Fat, um, fat, fat Bastard. bastard. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Turkey? Too sweaty? 
And Russia, too hairy. Too hairy. I don't think of Russians as being hairy. No, I think I, of the Turkish, the Turkish being. Yeah. Yeah. Like Middle Eastern, or I would even think like South American or Italian. Aren't they notorious for being swarthy? Yeah. Too hairy. So I don't know who these chicks were that were interviewed. Um, and then to cap out the best lovers, we have South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Denmark, and Canada. Canada. Which Canada isn't that far away. No. So I could just top the border. <laughs> That's right. Right? Oh. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Little FYI when you make your travel plans. Um, I'd bump Spain, Brazil, and Italy to the top of the list. Stay and it appears to be pretty arbitrary. It doesn't really give the demographic of who took the survey other than well-traveled women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Asked women from 20 countries to rate nations on their talent in the bedroom and give reasons for their answers. English men were criticized for letting women do all the work. That's good. Yeah. They have my admiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're on the American list. Uh, Sorry. Too rough. They must not have interviewed any of your formers. My conquest. That's right. I'm dead sexy. Look at my sexy body. Oh, yeah. Ooh, frisky, are we? So, in keeping with our sexually charged theme, mm-hmm. um, a lot of stuff going on in Pennsylvania, apparently. Yeah. Um, a former police officer, does it say his name? I don't think it says. No. Um, apparently, a cop in Pennsylvania um, allowed allowed um, five baby cows, not just one, not two, not three, but five baby cows to um, pleasure him orally. Suck on his wang. Yes. Um, and apparently, uh, so of course, you know, these these uh, animal cruelty charges were leveled against him. He's from Moorestown. So people who live in Moorestown, he's not very, I can see why he had to do that. <laughs> oh, Robert Melia. Well, yeah. His name's Robert Melia. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for Robert Melia. Um, he's been suspended, so don't worry. He's not going to be breaking up any house parties anytime soon. But what's funny is that this ca- this uh, this judge in this case asked um, <laughs> asked if the cow had the cognitive ability to form thought and speak, would it say, "Where's the milk? I'm not getting any milk," <laughs> because apparently. This guy's member resembled a teat, a cow teat. Right. Which makes me laugh even harder because that's really not a very nice thing to say. No. But really, why? Like, why? Yeah. It's. And if you're going to do something like that, wouldn't you, like, take every single possible measure to ensure that you would not get caught? How embarrassing would that be? I mean, if like if that were truly like my thing, like my fetish, I would be like, I would be scoping the place out. I would be making sure that like no farmers would catch me, the cows wouldn't tell on me, that there were no cameras. And why do you have to defile five, baby? Just and why five? Thank you. Just like really, like the first one wasn't good enough, so you had to move along. But the great thing is that. It says, because bestiality is not illegal where the officer committed the acts, Melia or whatever, was only charged with animal cruelty. Yeah. So, I, I guess... <laughs> this is a funny article. Equating the act of putting a penis in the mouth of a cow with a human baby suckling on a pacifier, the judge reportedly added, they, children, enjoy the act of suckling. Cows may be of a different disposition. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That was a penis. <laughs> That's really funny. This, it's not funny, though. It's kind of scary. At it's, least he did it to animals and not to, like, a small child. Which yeah. I know probably people are going to lambaste me for that. People, but, yeah. but, you know, a, a cow isn't going to suffer, like, psychological, psychological distress. Well, maybe, I don't maybe know. they will. I don't, yeah. I don't imagine they would. The owner of the cows was very upset at the ruling. That's what <laughs> it says sure. at the bottom. Oh, wow. Probably because they don't want their mom anymore. Where's that dude? Bring him back. That was great. This article is so funny. Grand jury couldn't infer whether the cows had been tormented or puzzled by the situation (laughs) or even irritated that they'd been duped out of a meal. Right. So, if cows could talk. I'm sorry, cows in Pennsylvania. It just makes you wonder, like, what kind of acts people do against animals that 
don't get caught. Don't, right. Don't don't get aired in a public forum. That's unfortunate. I wonder if this guy's married and has kids or Ugh, anything. Gross. How do you explain that to your wife? You don't. You just don't come home again. <laughs> He's got to go home sometime. Does he? Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Goes into the station to get his stuff, and all the other guys are like, ah. <laughs> That's so disgusting. <laughs> that poor guy. He's never going to be able to work again. No. He's going to have to leave Pennsylvania. I wonder, well, if there's no, hmm. That's like a misdemeanor, an act against an animal. Animal cruelty. So he might be able to find a job. I guess. It's unfortunate. Yep. So next week we'll be back, we think. Yep. You have a college reunion. Of sorts, yes, I do. I'm yeah. looking forward to it in Michigan. Yeah. So I will be away for the weekend. And I am going to what could be a dysfunctional wedding. <laughs> I forgot about the dysfunctional wedding. So we may have a few things to talk about next week. Yes. It'll be exciting. Yeah, it will be. And also a recap of Zombieland. Zombieland, yes. So, um, for those of you who may not have caught our email address, it is vagabondexchange at gmail.com. We promise that if you email us, you will not meet the same fate as Seattle Joe. Right, William? That's right. I'm still holding out hope that Seattle Joe is just on Baby. extended vacation or something. I think he's mad at you. <laughs> um, so, until then, have a great week. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.